Do you want to set your child up for success? Is tutoring out of your budget, or perhaps you're someone like me who just wants to save money on private tutoring? Is this a big school year for your child? You know, maybe they're starting kindergarten or middle school. Maybe there's another milestone coming up. Or maybe your family moved. Oh my gosh, I moved so much when I was growing up. And the kids are starting a new school. Or maybe your child is ahead and just not getting challenged enough in class. Well, IXL Learning is here to help. IXL Learning is a fun online learning program for kids covering math, language, arts, science, and social studies. It's powered by advanced algorithms. IXL gives the right help to each kid, no matter the age or the personality. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. That's right. It is school approved. So make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And how to be fine listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com slash fine. Visit IXL.com slash fine to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Again, that's IXL.com slash fine. Save big money and start your spring project with help from Menards. We offer a huge selection of body plants, veggies, and herbs to plant at home and grow yourself. Right now, all four and a half inch body plants are on sale through May 5th. Head to the Menards Garden Center to get your garden growing and check out our weekly flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at Hey, by the book listeners, Kristen here. Did you know that you can receive a weekly by the book affirmation mini-sode plus the rules of every book that we've lived by? It's easy. All you have to do is become a member of our Patreon community. To learn more, go to patreon.com slash listen to buy the book. Again, that's patreon.com slash listen to buy the book or just look at the episode description from today's show. The following podcast contains barnyard language and some adult content. So, maybe listen on headphones if you're at work or around small children. Now, here's the show. Hey, Jalenta. Yes, Kristen. You know what they say about a woman's place being in the house. I've also heard uh, that it's in the Senate. And now, thanks to Kamala Harris, it's in the Oval Office. Oh, yes, it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, Jalenta, I sometimes wonder... How exactly does one go about landing those positions? Oh, rest assured, my friend, there is someone who has written a guide to doing just that. And I'm guessing we're about to talk to her. You know we are, because I'm Jolanta Greenberg. And I'm Kristen Meinzer. And this is By the Book. That's right. It's time for another Buy the Book bonus episode. Every other week between now and season eight, we'll be releasing a new bonus episode. And throughout our bonus episodes, we'll be continuing our season seven hearth and home theme, albeit in offbeat ways. 
Today, we are diving into that old adage that a woman's place is in the house and Senate. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We tricked you. Um, (laughs) But seriously, here in the U.S., our place is also now for the first time in the Oval Office as vice president. And a lot of us are thinking, could I maybe run for office too someday? And if so, how the heck would I do that? Fortunately, there are self-help guides to help us answer that question, and today we're talking to the author of one of them. Kate Black is the co-author of Represent, The Woman's Guide to Running for Office and Changing the World. Her co-author, who's not with us today, is June Diane Raphael, who you may know as one of the stars of Grace and Frankie, playing one of Grace, a.k.a. Jane Fonda's, daughters. In addition to being an author, Kate Black is a policy advisor with the federal government, and she's the former vice president of research for EMILY's List, where she conducted first-of-its-kind research to measure the impact of having women in federal office. Thank you so much for joining us today, Kate. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. We have so many questions of our own and lots of listener questions for you that we're going to get to a bit later. But first... Our questions, because we're the host. (laughs) Now, the thing is, Kate, most of us are never going to be president or vice president or even a city council member in our lifetimes. But in your book, you say there are lots of other offices that we can run for and lots of other ways we can represent. Tell us about some of those other ways we can do that, things that we might not be thinking of. Yeah, well, this is one of the really important things that June and I wanted to get across in this book. The fact is there are over 500,000 offices you can run for in this country. I think in our national politics, we're often thinking about the White House or who's in Congress. But the reality is that there are a plethora of ways that women can run for office and represent their communities. We really wanted to show that It's a matter of figuring out what are the issues that you care about? How can you best meet the needs of your community? And then how do you get on the ballot and really represent them in a real way? I'm so proud that the book, I think, uh, opens the door to the possibility that women can lead in whatever way is is the most authentic to them and that uh, really shows up for their community. Just a quick follow-up question. 500,000 offices? 500,000? That's right. Can you give us some examples of what some of those are that we might not be thinking of? Well, let's start really local, right? Like really local. So sometimes you've mentioned city councilor, right? Um, There are actually seats underneath your city council that you could run for. June and I actually, when we were writing this book, we kind of tried on, okay, well, what would we run for ourselves? You know, how would it work in our real lives, which you see in the book, us playing that out? And for June, one of the things that she realized was she didn't have a ton of extra time, Mm. um, but she still wanted to make a difference. And in lots of places underneath the city council are kind of neighborhood advisory commissions or neighborhood advisory councils. These are very local, you know, um, districts that that help advise the city council on the issues that are happening in and around your neighborhood. So that is something very local. It usually only takes a, you know, a handful of signatures to get on the ballot to run for that seat. Um, But that is one way where you could really, you know, help your neighborhood um, and help your city grow in a different direction if you wanted to. But moving on from there, you know, uh, you can run for mayor. In some places you can run for sheriff. There are state legislative offices. There are state AGs. There's governorships. There are so many different opportunities. Um, And in the book, what we really try to encourage women to do is think about, 
what are the issues I'm passionate about? What are the issues I'm looking to solve? Those issues can be huge. Those issues could be about immigration reform. It could be about foreign policy. Those are types of issues that maybe you want to fight at the national level, right? But we also want to think about, well, maybe I care about making sure that there's a stop sign at the end of my street so that kids can play a little safer. Maybe I care about criminal justice reform at the local level. If you look at those issues, then you're thinking, okay, maybe working amongst and in my community on the issues that kind of stay within our borders makes more sense. It's kind of like matchmaking. Oh my gosh, (laughs) you're right. That's so cool. Also, I just love that. I always forget that in some places, civilians can run for sheriff. Like, Yeah, I mean, you can, in some places, you can run for sheriff. In some places, you can, um, we elect judges in some places. Um, You know, there's lots of commissions and also a lot of nonpartisan offices you can run for um, in this country. So there's a wide variety. And one of the things we do in the book, too, is uh, in chapter, I think it's called 13, we call it the the, the Holy Bible um, because it really is just six pages of organizations broken down state by state where if you are a Democrat, a Republican, somewhere in between um, or none of those, there are organizations waiting to take your call about where you can get help. And so we wanted to really include that information so that women had a place to go in their state um, to get to seek some more resources. That is so cool. The book is so good. Okay, question for those of us who have never worked in politics. Like, what if we've never worked in politics or even volunteered for a campaign, anything political? How would you recommend, like, dipping your toe into the politics game for the first time ever? Well, it's a great question. It's actually, you know, when June and I came together, um, this was after the 2016 election, and we kind of found each other and had a phone call. And it's actually, she asked me a very similar question. She said, well, what would you tell someone who is thinking about running for office? Like, what are the five things you need to do? And it's really kind of around these five things that we formulated the book. The first thing I said was, figure out what fires you up, right? You may not be political, But the old adage is that the personal is political, right? Whatever it is that is uh, igniting you, whatever it is that you find yourself on Twitter at 2 a.m. thinking about, um, (laughs) whatever is coming up at Thanksgiving over and over, the thing that your friends are like, enough, just do it already. (laughs) You know, these are the things that you can start to call on. And these are the things that you can start to identify. In the book, we encourage people to write them down because at the end of the day, the book is a workbook. We want you to write it in pencil or pen, your choice, but you need to start writing it down because the second thing I said was, now you got to start showing up. You're going to eventually run for office and ask your community to support you and show up for you. But how are you showing up for them? And so when you think about the issues that are firing you up, you can start to identify, okay, well, am I, am I showing up for those issues? Am I, and if I'm not, how should I start, right? Mm -hmm. That's the dipping your toe in, right? Then the dipping your toe could be something as, you know, talking to policymakers about those issues in your community. It could be becoming an activist. It could be showing up to your union meeting. It could be uh learning more and educating yourself right mm-hmm. once you start showing up for these issues then it's a that's the motivation that will ultimately grow your base 
get you talking to people about running for office and start driving you forward to eventually getting you on the ballot. Let's talk about once you're on the ballot. You're very straightforward in your book (laughs) about acknowledging that women running for office, we just face criticisms and obstacles that men don't face. There are a lot of double standards, and it's not just about politics. It's about living in the world that we live (laughs) in that has, you know, the history of misogyny that it does, the culture of misogyny and so on. So how can women who want to represent prepare themselves for this unfair playing field, and how can they win in this unfair playing field? Well, this was uh, a lot of the work I did uh, at Emily's List, which is the largest resource for women in Mm. politics. A lot of the work I did was trying to understand what are these obstacles and how do we overcome them? First and foremost, uh, let's look at the data, right? Because I'm a research nerd and the data tells a very compelling story that hopefully I think would give women um, some good news. So first is when we get on the ballot, we are just as likely to win as men. We Mm. win at the same rate as men do. So we are very electable, which is great. The downside is that research has been done that shows that women um, do not feel as qualified to run for office as men. Now, this gets to some of what you're describing. It gets to that baked in misogyny and cultural norms about who is a leader, right? I think most of us, when we think about Mm -hmm. who leads us, we think uh, you have to have certain qualifications, right? You have to be male, white, older, wealthy, wealthy again, uh, a lawyer, you know, you, you have Married to be to someone things. wealthy. Right. So what we did in the book was, you know, our best attempt to try to break down that, that stereotype of who, you know, has the luxury of leading. And we looked at the resumes of all the people who are in the 115th Congress. And you know, sure, there are lawyers. Sure, there are people who had other elected experience. But there are a lot of people who had all kinds of jobs. There were nurses and teachers and uh, there's a radio host. There are farmers. There are eye doctors. There's someone who owned a winery. There are all kinds of car salesmen. You know, so many different types of people find their way to politics just because you don't have four degrees on your resume or a ton of money in the bank uh, and maybe your kids are still at home and you don't look like what you think a leader looks like does not disqualify you. Right. The, the thing that we wanted to really get across in the book was to run for office and to be successful, you have to have a determination to represent your community. You have to be a good listener. You have to be willing to work hard um, and you have to be able to you know, be willing to put yourself forward for the benefit of others. That's very reassuring that, you know, a fire in your belly can count as much for, you know, a nice law degree. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Um, okay. So I have to imagine that a lot of the women picking up this book are are realistically not going to run for office. What do you hope those readers are getting out of the book? Well, I hope they do run for office. I hope that they do. Um, because, you know, we we wrote the book, as I mentioned, as a workbook. This is a book that's meant to be taken with you. It's meant to be, you know, thrown in the book bag, the diaper bag, 
the you know tote bag. It's meant to kind of be with you on this journey. And maybe you you write in it for a while, and then you think to yourself, oh, not right now, and you put it up on the shelf. But maybe in a couple of years, you pull it back down, right? And you keep working it. But to your point, for the women who get through it and say, I don't think it's for me, I still don't think it's for me, we included uh, the final chapter, which is basically, how do you support other women? Mm. Because Mm -hmm. it's so important. And it's a question we get all the time. And we list the ways that you can do that. You know, first and foremost, one of the ways you can do it is ask other women to run. You know, uh, as I mentioned before, women uh, say they're underqualified. Right. One of the ways to get them over that is to ask and re-ask and re-ask them to run for office. The good news is, is that the research shows that who asks women to run does not matter. You know, sometimes we think I have to be asked to run by, you know, my local elected official or some big shot mm-hmm. or, you know, some head honcho. Someone who's already like in, in. In, in, yeah. right? Um, but actually, according to the research, like if you're a mom, sister, friend, teacher, child who, you know, it doesn't matter who asks you to run. Just the, fear, the mere fact of asking starts getting women thinking, mm. okay, okay, if I trust her, right. I trust mm. him, I should maybe try this on. So asking women to run is a big deal. Voting for them matters a a great deal too. Um, Giving them money if possible is another great way to support women. Uh, Going back to the obstacles, um, money in politics is a big obstacle when it comes to women running for Mm -hmm. office. This comes from the sheer fact that we have not um, as a group, you know, been in the rooms in those powerful dynamic rooms where decisions have been made for literally hundreds of years. Um, and so we have just been left out of some of those power and wealth networks. We also earn less than men for doing the same work. Mm-hmm. Um, we are also doing a tremendous amount of unpaid care work in this country. Um, and, you know, when it comes to women of color, all of that is even harder. So there are large obstacles when it comes to fundraising for women candidates um, and especially for women of color candidates. So to the extent people are able, we say help donate to, to women when you see them running. But the other thing you can do too is, you know, donate your services in time. You know, one of the questions we get a lot is, I don't know how to start a campaign. Who would help me? Mm. And so in the book, we we kind of outline, okay, you're running for office. There are people in your life who could be a campaign manager. There are people in your life you know who maybe are graphic designers or digital experts. They can help with outreach and design a logo. You know, behind every woman running for office, there are many other people friends and and campaign staff alike and volunteers you can be one of those people that is so right. reassuring i always forget that, about the idea that, that we already yeah. have all the tools we need around us and all the people are there um kate we're going to take a really quick break but when we come back we have listener questions for you sounds good Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. 
Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the Internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. And we are back with Kate Black, who is the co-author of Represent the Women's Guide to Running for Office and Changing the World. And now we are going to get to some of the listener questions you all sent in for Kate. Yes. Our first question is from a listener named Mary. Mary says, it seems that so many politicians are well-connected or come from families of politicians, like the Bushes, the Romneys, the Kennedys, and so on. How does a big nobody like me even stand out against career politicians? You know, this is a really important question, Mary, and and I have two pieces to my answer. First is, you know, it is surely running against an incumbent or someone who is well-known in your community is, is a challenge. There's no secret. There's a <laughs> reason why they keep getting elected. But don't forget that you being an outsider, you being a fresh face, you being someone with new ideas could all play to your advantage. Additionally, if someone has been in the community and represented a certain you know, community for a long time, that can come with some downside too, right? Um, they may have been able to raise a lot of money over a long period of time, but that also means that that community probably has some pretty hard-boiled, hard-baked opinions about that person. So there may be an opening for someone like you. Um, you know, in very recent years, we've seen fresh faces take down multi-year incumbents. Um, so, you know, there is always an opening for someone who wants to challenge the status quo. That is a very reassuring thing to hear. <laughs> um, okay, our next question is from Allison, who says... How can you finance a run for office? I'm interested, but campaigns cost so much money. This is a, a very important question, Allison, and I'm glad you raised it because one of the things that June and I really wanted to stress in the book was you do not have to be wealthy to run for office. You will not be spending, you should not spend your personal money on your campaign. You will have to fundraise. You know, we, we include um, stories from women who uh, ran for office. We include stories from Ayanna Presley and um, uh, Pramila Jayapal and, and so many other amazing women. And Ayanna Presley shared that she had used some of her personal finances to help fundraise uh, her campaign. And she actually advised against it mm. to our readers because you have to be able to ask people for money. Right. And this is a tricky thing. 
This is not an easy thing. Uh, but we provide some tools in the book. And one of them is to, is to think about when you're asking someone for money and fundraising, and this applies for political campaigns, but I think in so many other things that we have to raise money for, um, you can think about it as an opportunity that you're offering someone not to fundraise for you with your hands out uh, and asking them to help you, but instead it's an opportunity you're inviting them in to invest and change in their community. Those two things are very different. You're offering someone a chance to get in on the ground floor on an amazing opportunity and investment to join your campaign. That's different than saying, I need money for, please give it to me. Mm, right, <laughs> right, right. Like, can I and just bum of, 500 bucks? <laughs> yeah. And it also can uh, put a little bit of distance if you need it between yourself and your campaign. You know, there can be some distance between mm-hmm. you, the person, and you, the candidate. And sometimes it just is a matter of kind of sitting in a chair and trying it on and then kind of getting on the phone in that way. Um, and again, inviting people in. Mm. So to Allison, I would say, you know, you will fundraise for your campaign, Allison. You do not have to be personally wealthy. Um, and the people that you're going to ask people you know for money, but you're going to ask a lot of people you don't know for money. And we provide some great uh, exercises in the book to help you get started. I love all the exercises in the book. I have to say yes. the workbook format of this makes it seem much more fun and approachable than initially the idea of running for office totally. seems like. Um, when I first think about running for office versus what I see in this book is like, oh, maybe I can do this and maybe it'll be fun. And maybe I have way more than I realize at my disposal. So I love that about the book. I'm so glad you feel that way. Now, John has a question. A a male reader? Yes. Hold on. Get gear up. (laughs) John says, what can I do as a straight white man to help put women in office? John, what a great question. We have the best listeners. I just got to say, our listeners are the best. (laughs) That's such an important question. Um, So, you know, I mentioned at the top all the ways we can support other women um, in that final chapter. John, all of those apply to you, too. Um, You know, John, I would say uh, the book is a great tool, I think, for, for men to read and digest and understand how hard it is for women to run for office and the extra Mm. care and feeding and intention we need when it comes to leading. So I would say, John, support the women in your life, support the women candidates that you um, read about and are excited about, and also share the book with the the men in your life. Share the book with the men in Mm. your life because the thing that we need to do is to start breaking down just who is eligible and qualified to lead in this country. And we do that one person at a time. And the more men and the more women we know who are who are helping in that cause, I think the better for us all. Totally, totally agree. Next question is an interesting one from Jennifer, who says, I've read your book. And the one thing I like about it is that you and your co-author, June Diane, acknowledge that you're privileged white ladies from the get-go. When it comes to public office and racial equality, what do you think you and other white women need to be addressing and doing better? I think this is um, a really great question, and I'm I'm glad that she saw that because it was on page, I think, two in the book. (laughs) (laughs) June and I felt very strongly about kind of identifying and checking our own privilege here. Um, We know that we are 
two women who come from relatively similar means and who both also identify as Democrats. Mm. Um, uh, that's one of the reasons we wanted to bring in other women's stories and other women's experiences to the book. Um, I think it is for white women, especially, I think it is so important for us to understand the racist and sexist um, structures that we have benefited from mm. and also continue to uphold. And it's one of the reasons that we included uh, a handy, handy dandy worksheet in the book uh, that you can actually cut out of the book and take with you uh, that helps give some interruptions. It helps mm. give some examples of ways to start interrupting with ourselves and with others uh, sexist and racist uh, dialogues when we see it, when we read it, when we hear it. Um, and that was, I think, a, a journey that June and I took in, in, in writing this book. It's one that we still, because um, I don't think this work is ever done, are still working on. Mm. Yeah. I wish every, I mean, Joe Lent and I have now lived by 50, 60 books on the show. Um, not enough authors do that. Uh, not enough mm -hmm. are acknowledging or checking their privilege. So we we do appreciate that you do that in your book. Now, um, we have one last question for you, but we're going to take a quick break first. When we're back, we'll get to that, Kate Black. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. We are back with Kate Black, co-author of Represent. And Kate, we have one last question for you. So, Kate, I'm dying to know, of all the people to write a guide to running for office with, you choose June Diane Rayfield, who I've been a fan of for 100 billion years, my whole life. <laughs> no. I'm not that much younger than her, but I'm obsessed with her, have been forever. She's a comedian and an actor and a podcaster and a writer, uh, but to be clear, not a politician. So why her? So, you know, this is where June actually found me. Um, she came uh, to me after the 2016 elections, uh, and I think we had both felt similarly, um, having watched possibly the first woman become president and, mm. and that not happen. Um, she tells the story that, um, you know, she woke up after the election and realized what was kind of happening and thought to herself, well, should I run for office? Am I not just as qualified? And then she thought, is there a book? Is there mm. a guide? Is there somewhere I can go to figure this out? And 
she found her way to me and she, we had a, I think an hour long call scheduled. We ended up talking for closer to two hours. And um, she asked me, she was like, so this is what I'm looking for. Does this book exist? And I said, I don't think it exists. And I think I would know if it did. And she said, well, uh, I think I, I think I should write it. I think we should write it. Do you want to do that? And I, on the spot, said yes, because she is someone who has such passion and drive. And you can, you can hear it in her voice. But she's also so committed, I think, to making you know, this planet a better place for all of us. And we share the, the, I think, fundamental truth that I think if we can get more women leading and more women making decisions about our bodies, our families, our planet, we're all going to be better off. Mm. So it was a, a real, um, I don't know, pleasure doesn't seem to describe it, to be able to work with her on this and, and really become friends. It's been really great. And I got to say, the finished product, this book, um, you can really see her humor, her curiosity in it, all of your expertise. The two of you together are definitely a dream team. It's just a fantastic book. Oh, and thank you so yeah, much. A delight to read and so chock full of information. Oh, yes. good. Well, that was our goal. You know, we end each chapter with a checklist. June and I are both list people. Mm. So, you know, that was important. And we thought, you know, if we end it with a checklist, that will hopefully make this process seem a little less scary and a little bit more accessible. And dare we say fun for women looking to lead. Well, we hope all the listeners out there add to their checklist to check out Represent, the Women's Guide to Running for Office and Changing the World. It is such a delight reading this book, and it is such a pleasure talking with you, Kate. Kate Black, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, guys. It's been so fun. And that is it for this bonus episode of Buy the Book. Huge, huge thank you to our fabulous production team at Stitcher, Daisy Rosario, Brandon Nix, Corinne Wallace, and Andy Christens. Thanks also to Nate Wyda, who composed our theme song, and to those rock and roll Rizzos for performing it. And don't forget to stay in touch with us. Send us your questions, your thoughts, your suggestions for future books to live by. Our email address is kristenangelenta at gmail.com. You can also tweet at us or find us on Instagram at ByTheBookPod. And if you haven't already, join our fabulous, fun Facebook community. It's full of so many supportive people. That's Facebook.com slash groups slash BTBPod. Oh, and don't forget to please rate us and review us in Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or wherever you listen. It helps people find the show and make the show look reputable. So (laughs) do it. Until next time, I'm Kristen Meinzer. And and I am Jolenta Greenberg. Thank you so much for listening. Bye-bye. Stitcher. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.